Shelf Pleasure contains strong language and descriptions of sexual acts and violence. It is intended for mature audiences, and listener discretion is advised. Additional themes may be discussed that listeners find triggering, and we encourage all listeners to check the episode descriptions for content warnings to decide if this podcast is right for you. Well, hey there, friends, fans, family, and folk. You are listening to Shelf Pleasure, a podcast about big old filthy books. And big old dicks. Also that. <laughs> I mean, usually. Sometimes no. But, They're always big, But it's always but a safe o- bet. It's not o- <laughs> if there's a dick in it, it's always massive. Yes. You gotta tuck it into your sock. But there's not always a dick in everything we read. Thank God. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> exhausting. Yes. Who has the time? In this economy? <laughs> uh... Anyway, we are your hosts, Krista and Kelsey, and we are going to be hitting pause on all the monster fuckery we've been into lately and are instead going to enjoy a sweet little contemporary romance with some fun twists. So this week, we will be talking The Princess Trap by Talia Hibbert. And if you read along with us, we hope you had fun because we certainly did. Although, if you are still reading or you haven't read yet and you don't want to be spoiled by all of the things we're about to get into. Turn back now. Yeah, maybe hit pause. Uh, we will be here when you're when you're ready for us. Yeah. When but you're emotionally ready <laughs> to deal with our bullshit. But, we will be here for you. But there are just there's some surprises in this book that I I would hate to take those little twists and turns away from anyone. So just, you know, don't let us ruin your fun. Unless you want us to. Unless that unless that's your thing. If that's your kink, and then we're, we're here, here for, for you. For everyone else, please proceed. If you haven't been here before, um, I'll just give you a rundown on how we're going to do things. We're going to do some quick specs on the book and then get into all of the dirty details. Heavy emphasis on dirty. And then polish everything off with final reviews. It's like our happy ending. Although... We sort of do reviews, I guess, uh, during the summary because we have no chill. Yeah, we so I don't know. We Those last keep our couple... opinions to ourselves clearly since we made a whole podcast about us not keeping our opinions to ourselves. Yeah, everything blurs together. Really, we're kind of a mess, but. Um, just remember that with those reviews, those are just our little opinions. Uh, it's okay if you hate something or if you love something and we don't feel the same, uh, or vice versa. So just, uh, take them for what they are. Yeah. Just just be amused by them. Disagree with them. Listen to us make fools of ourselves yeah. for like an hour. You know, any of the above. Hate listen to us. Love listen to us. We'll take it all. Exactly. But before we get too far into this episode, do you have any editor's notes to go over from last episode? No. I do. I haven't had a note in a while, and it's. I'm like, am I giving myself a complex where I'm like, ooh, shouldn't I have more editor's notes? But I, I don't, yet again, I do not have one. You're so, and you? Uh, I have nothing to say about <laughs> Ruin of Roses ever I, I, again. I, I'm good. I forgot Never. that. I've been so focused on this that I did genuinely forget yet you again that what it. we talked about last time. Yeah, I mean, fair. It well, was, uh, it was rough. 
sometimes I just say things, and then once it, it goes out of my mind, I'm like, okay, on to the next. You release it. And then it let will, go. then if it's embarrassing, 15 years later, it will haunt me, and I won't ever stop thinking it's about it. It's what will keep you up like when I'm trying to sleep. Yes, yes. It's, it's what will punish you yes. as you try to get some rest. 100%. Okay. Well, with that then, let's get in to The Princess Trap. This is a standalone novel by Tally Hibbert and was first published in 2018, and it is a contemporary romance. So everyone who is really tired of the kink and the monster heavy reads can relax a little bit. This book is just normal human genitals. It is. Average human genitals. And actually, credit where credit is due, you picked this one. We had Tally Hibbert earmarked for like a ton of her work. Um but hadn't, you know, we'd been reading a ton of series and you were mm-hmm. like, oh, hey, let's do the standalone. And it is one of my favorite recommendations to date. So, oh, thank you. So great job. Oh, you I, pay- lo- I love being complimented. I know I, we always say we're not the arbiter of taste, but maybe you are the arbiter of taste. Okay, don't don't let my ego, don't do that to my ego, please. <laughs> pat, <I> need, pat. <laughs> this is why I, I was like, oh, I need to, I need a good balance where I was like, my praise kink and my degradation <laughs> kink, they, they meet in the middle to keep my ego in check purely Ooh. for that reason. Well, speaking of praise kings, uh, we should get into this. Although, quickly, I just want to point out how fun the dedication is in this book. Did you read it? I oh, my Kindle skips them. So oh, yeah, you know they do. I, you have to go I back, don't think about it, and then you'll point them out, and I'm like, God damn it, I missed it again. Well, I always miss good ones. Well, I will. Whenever I check them, they're always lame. <laughs> they're, like whenever I check them, it's like <laughs> to stand. <laughs> Well, okay, I will share this one with you because it is, it's a delight. To the princess lovers who hoped for more than a frog. No shade, but shade. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) I like that we're kicking off with snark. It kind of sets the tone for the way the rest of the book is going to go. I I love a shade. I I like, it makes me think of, like, I was getting a ton of TikToks of like, can I just be mean for a second? And like people like raising up like, oh, and I was like, that is. (laughs) Those are my magic words. Same. I do love it. Can I just be mean for a second moment? Same energy. So, getting into things. <clears throat> we meet our lead, Cherry, HR admin at a prestigious private school and just utter delight. And and my God, can she work anyone? Oh, yeah. One Literally of the most anyone. and charming human beings to ever be put down on the page. She is such a treasure. I will be accepting no criticisms of this woman. Uh, and since her co-workers know, like, she's just renowned for being able to get information out of people or to get something done that needs to be done. So since she can kind of work a crowd, she has higher emotional intelligence than anyone else at this uh, this school. She is sent to investigate when a gorgeous and we're going to assume rich man is spotted at said school. Yeah. Also, uh, it is her birthday. Oh, yes. So. And it's her birthday. Very important. So, gorgeous man in question is... What a gift. <laughs> ...is His Royal Highness, Prince Magnus Reuben Ambjorn Octavian Guildenstern of Helgamore. A small... <laughs> a small sovereign... Scandinavian island. I uh, sorry, I could resist. I can't get it out. <laughs> but, I'm just impressed. I didn't even write down the whole name. I was like, Ruben Ambjorn. <laughs> You're lucky. He's lucky he got the last name. But he's a chill prince. He just goes by Ruben. So <laughs> he's not like other prince. He's not like other maidens. <laughs> 
He's not like other royals. No. He is looking at the school, Rosewood Academy, to potentially partner with them on a scholarship fund that he's setting up. Like, you know, rich people do. Um, But he finds out pretty quickly that the school kind of gives uh, education a bad name. Like, they're not, they're not doing it for the kids. They're yeah, doing it, it for the money. Like, it's like a charter school, but, like, with, like, old white people money. Yeah. I guess more than usual yeah. white people money. Yeah. Like, old money. But you know what? They're just absolutely killing the game in the HR department because it employs <laughs> an actual goddess. Uh, and so it's not all a wash for Ruben because Cherry just barges into this meeting that, that Ruben is having with who I assume is like the headmaster or like a high level administrator or something at the school as part of her recon. I just loved her in this moment because she barges in pretending that she can't do math and this idiot just falls for it and is like, oh my dear, you've just mucked up the sums. Yeah, and you could just tell that she does this to him all the time. She's just, like, she has his number and... <laughs> And She's not afraid to use it. Yeah, and Ruben is immediately like, who is this gorgeous woman I've never seen true beauty till this night? But also, <laughs> like, then clocks, oh, she is actually, she's playing this role, and uh, it's making her even more attractive to yes, me. Yes, he was captivated. And honestly, who could blame him? So Ruben seeks Cherry out later. Uh, actually, while she's spilling all of the tea on... This, on him. Uh, this, yeah, yeah on this gorgeous man. Like, uh, I I enjoyed this moment a lot where they're just, like, trying to, like, get her to give all, spill all the tea. And then the, there's just the question of, like, oh, is he tall? Does he have dark hair? Is he really handsome? And she's just like, yeah, yeah. And then eventually it's the, he's right behind me, isn't he? And when done well, I, I oh, I really enjoy it. Right, yeah. They're right behind me moment. It, it always yes. gets me, makes me laugh every time. They, well, this book was like legitimately funny and I think would have lend itself really well to an adaptation. Oh, yeah. Like a movie, I would watch, miniseries. I would watch the shit out of like an uh, adaptation same, of this. Same, same. It, it, it was just really fun. So, so he seeks her out and... Uh, asks to take her to lunch. And, I mean, it is her birthday. Treat yourself. So, <clears throat> they go out. And it's just sly glances and, like, heavy flirting the entire meal. And to be clear, she has no idea who he is. He's in England for the scholarship thing. And also, because when he's in England, he's afforded, like, a certain level of anonymity that he doesn't get back at home because he is a royal. Yeah. So, so like, yeah. Like, th- she's just like, oh, rich Rich guy. Yes. So they're enjoying lunch. There is a sort of weird interlude uh, with a game of footsies, which lost me, but then yes, brought I, me back. Oh, I agree because I I literally have it in my notes. I'm like, I cannot stop thinking about him taking his shoe off to play footsie with her. It was that piece, like not just the footsie, but that he like knocks her shoe off, but then she realizes he's also not wearing a shoe. He's then taken his shoe yes, off. and I just... I, I don't know why, like, I just could not stop thinking about it. And I was like, are men's shoes that easy to slip on and off? Like, wouldn't you have to... I know that also, they make... I know that they are slip-on ones, but, like, I feel like they're... Like, with a shoe, there's more adjusting. It's not like a heel where you can just pop it on. I feel like it's hard. Yeah. I, I don't know. I was very distracted by it. Also, if I was on a first date with someone, I don't care how rich they are, if they took their shoe off and was, like, playing with my foot with their foot... That would be weird. Yes. That's like a very... Especially because I felt like bold move because it didn't like... 
throughout the exchange, like they're flirting, but it also doesn't feel like it's an immediate like slam dunk for him. Like I feel like you're not like, oh, she a hundred percent is like, oh, totally. She there's like a few moments where she's like, this dude. Yeah, what's what is happening? So I was like, bold move to not only play footsie, <laughs> but like not full barefoot footsie, but almost. Yeah. Also, he. <laughs> It was very distracting for me. I, I, so, like, so for me, like, hint to anyone who wants to take me out, um, no. don't play footsie with me. I'm not about it. <laughs> no, not Keep with... Keep your shoes on. No, not with people I know. Definitely not with strangers. No. Uh, they did win me back, though, when they shared cake, and it was just, mm. like, real, like a little slice of birthday cake, and uh, yes. it came with two forks, and it was just really very sweet. And they, so they're talking a little bit about the school and he's, I think he's pretty upfront about the the scholarship fund and is surprised that she doesn't try to sell him on it. Yeah. She, and she plays kind of cool. She's very smart about it because Cherry's very smart about everything. Yes. Where he's asking and he gets kind of a hint that like, mm, she's not like, oh, this is the best school ever. He, he kind of sense like, mm, she feels something about this but she and then when he tries to push her on it she's like no no like this is my place of employment i actually need my job so i'm not gonna and i barely know you i'm not gonna spill all the dirty details on my job i i like having a job turns out i need income yeah to live who knew yes it's a wild <laughs> circumstances a uh, novel concept so i i mean the day goes well clearly um and so ruben at, like asks like can I see you again like take you out for dinner and she says no not to actually turn him down but because she she's making an appointment for that dick yeah well she's uh, like, well she does the oh okay but I have to change after work so just come back to my stop, flat yeah stop by my flat and I'll change and then we'll go out are you you cool with that and he's like yes Google I'm very, eyes I'm very he's cool like, with that yes. I mean, I'm cool with anything you want to give me. Cherry knows what she's about, and we appreciate that about her. So uh, post-lunch, Hans, who is Ruben's bestie slash head of security, knows what he is doing is a bad idea. Not because there's anything wrong with Cherry, but because Ruben has just gotten through some some pretty big scandal. scandal. Yeah, it's been like six, eight months He's just yeah, like gotten fair, out of the yeah, papers. Like, no, still and so, fresh. The wound is still healing. Exactly. So It's scabbed over. It's not fully healed. So Hans is, is trying to protect him, keep him out of the public eye or its scrutiny as much as possible. But the thing with Ruben is, Ruben does what Ruben wants. And I guess that's a perk of being royalty and, and just filthy rich to boot. But Hans has clearly seen him through some shit with previous relationships and like with this like public scandal. So you you would think he would listen he's, to him, but he's no being a good friend. But Ruben is like his self-preservation. He's he's his, his own worst enemy. Instincts are incredibly low. He's, he's like, he'll, he'll do way more for other people, but when it involves himself, he's like, it's fine. This, he's a bit he's of a disaster. hundred yeah. percent. So, and just case in point, when he just hops into Cherry's car after she, finishes up with work and just, yeah, just poof, okay bye Ruben out thanks for the advice Hans okay bye and, and so his security team doesn't know where he's gone he just like just like just flutters away just like a dandelion in the wind like just gone so they he's make he's in the wind yep he's in <laughs> well we haven't had one of those in a while have we <laughs> uh so they he and Cherry go back to her flat 
and don't even make it inside. They're like in the parking space when he hits her with the, can I kiss you? Which I am personally very into, especially because he makes her verbally answer. This isn't like some nonverbal consent situation. He says, no, I need to hear you say it. And he probably needs that because he's royalty and she probably is going to need to sign some NDA. But but she, why um, tell her that? But <laughs> none of that is disclosed. It's it just comes off as like a like a sexy like little control thing. Yeah, but and it's, they're just go. They're just full on making out. Oh, they get the out al- of the, they get uh, into the alleyway. He's they're like full on making out. His hand is going up her dress. He's just about to get some over the panty action when you hear the magic words, camera flash, your highness. Oh yeah, nothing puts you in the mood. Oh yeah, like. The paparazzi. Instant orgasm. Yes. So Ruben panics because that's what he does. Uh, and just lies t- to the press immediately and says, oh, this you can't photograph us. And the photographer's like, well, I can't photograph you because there's some sort of deal struck with the press and the, the king of Helgmore. But I can photograph her. I'll just blur you out. And he's like, no, no, no. She's my fiance. You can't. You can't photograph her either. Um, Why anyone believed him, who can say? But uh, he must lie well enough in the face of, uh, like, danger to to get through it. So. And poor Cherry this whole time does not speak Danish. So she has no fucking clue what's going on. Nope. They're just chattering away. And she's just. Like, Which also what the so fuck? Odd. You must be like when you're like not only to get interrupted by like a very intense makeout, and like you're just trying to get some dick, just like a bucket but then of cold also, water. Like, I'm like, why is this person photographing you? Like, what? Like, yes. Also, what is happening? And yeah. it, so she has not a goddamn clue. When she does find out that she's been lied to about his identity, she is justifiably upset. Oh yeah, the, like the, yeah. When to be told like surprise, I'm a prince, and now we're engaged. Not the best. Well, and she... You know, it doesn't say... You know, I feel like in reality, it's not as charming as it sounds. No, my God. And Cherry is also very much not a monarchist, which I thought was a delight. And I thought of you instantly when when they talked about it. She's just totally unimpressed. My girl. (laughs) Yeah. Just doesn't give a shit that he's a prince. Eat the rich and start with the royals. And she's even less impressed when she learns that the lies have just continued, uh, not only about who he is, but now who she is, because she's supposed to be his fiance. And although Ruben is largely an idiot in this scene, uh, he does at least admit, he says, no, no, you're right. I have put you in an untenable position without your knowledge or consent. And for that, I apologize. And while Cherry has none of it, which is absolutely her right to do. I was glad to not see like a really defensive position here. Like, oh, well, I did this to protect you. Like he was like, he was like, no, I, I've fucked up and it not off the hook, but we'll take it as a start. Yeah. Like not like an actual apology and not a, oh, this is like an apology, but it's not really. Yes. But I also loved cherries. Like, okay, but fuck you, and, like, that she's really pissed, and she's walking around her apartment, and she's like, I want to throw something at this motherfucker, and she walks around until she finds something, which is, like, a little, like, aluminum dog statue, throws it at him, it dents her coffee table, and she's like, and now you owe me a new coffee table, and also, when he he cannot stop talking, and she 
threatens to gag him with his own dick. It's so good. And she's which, just telling oh. him to shut up. Every time he's like, she's like, shut up. Yeah. Shut Stop. And then she's, finally, she's like, and get the fuck out of my apartment. Yes. I I need time or not around you because. Fair. Fair. Yeah. He did a dumb thing that she's now paying the price for. And now, because of what has happened, obviously news spreads and they're, they both have individual family problems to deal with. Because Cherry's very close with her family, especially her little sister who's studying like biomedical engineering at Harvard. And who also has sickle cell anemia. So there's like, they have complicated family, financial, and just like in general complicated uh, like family matters. Yeah, I feel like you, you don't get too, I, it was something I wish you got a little bit more like closure on later. But I feel like you you find out that also um, like Cherry and her parents are kind of in debt from sending her sister all the way like across the pond to America to go to like a very prestigious college and she though she got scholarships it wasn't enough to cover and it's very as anyone in america knows it's fucking expensive to go to college here particularly if you're going to a fucking ivy and Um, if you have a chronic condition that you have to manage like you know the american hellscape of our medical system i did appreciate that they mentioned like oh of course like if she was in school here like the healthcare would be more affordable nope. because she's there. Um, but they also, this is the piece that I wish we got more on a little later or something, but it's kind of thrown in that her sister doesn't know how in debt the family is no. about it. Things like they're, they're keeping it from her. And I thought it was something that was going to actually come back up and it was going to be like kind of like a point of contention with the sister, but, but it, does, it doesn't. So no, I, I think they, they like, try to keep her sheltered a little bit so all she focuses on is like being well and getting through yes. school because Cherry like says she's the clever one like she she doesn't see herself as as like carrying that mantle like that's very much her sister's thing even though we the reader know she is the most capable like she's she's very smart yes. she like she knows how to play her cards yeah so don't sell um, yourself short yeah but she does call her sister Maggie and she's, like, kind of freaking out. Her sister helps to calm her down. And I love that she reassures her. She's like, people only care. People only care about British royalty. Yes. It'll be fine. It'll blow over. No worries. Nobody will know. And Cherry's like, you know what? Like, that's you're right. And she's like, I'll sleep easy. And, you know, the next day when she goes to work, nobody's there. So she thinks, like, oh, she was right. Maggie was right. Nothing to worry about. And then she goes home. Yeah. And then and she she's like, when the paparazzi is there and some stranger um, hops on her car. I also love that she's like, oh, fuck the paparazzi. But she also like is like, but I'm going to look good and strikes like poses. But then she's also like, but I need to get the fuck out of here. If I'm going to be in so the paper, I might as well look good. Like, I want them to get my good side, but also I want them to get the fuck away from me. Yes. And then for the family issues on Ruben's side, he has to deal with his big brother, King Harold, who's actually his, his half brother, but we'll get into that later. But this half-brother full asshole. Fully prolapsed asshole. Just bent on hurting him for any occasion whatsoever. And and Harold finds out about this engagement that he's never heard of and hasn't agreed to this match with Cherry. And because he lords over Ruben's entire life, is like, well, you need to bring her home so that I can decide the suitability of this match, basically. Which is just fucking icky, you know, to be yeah. like. Well, let me decide whether you can marry this person or not. See? Um, the monarchy. Yes. <laughs> and Ruben is also, like, sweating it's a little bit because... <laughs> useless. There's no point of view. 
Uh, so Ruben knows, like, he's in dire straits. If he if he comes clean about this not actually being an engagement, everything blows up. Like, Cherry's in trouble. He's in trouble. Uh, but also, he's not actually engaged to Cherry. So Hans is the only one with, like, a level head in this situation and knows that Ruben cannot personally take another scandal. And they've, they have just got to, like, work this out however they can. So he suggests... Ruben strike a deal with Cherry to actually be engaged for a year and then have her publicly leave him. That renders him like this tragic, lovable prince and not the black sheep of an obscure European monarchy. And then Cherry, on her part, gets paid. Yeah, they'll pay her for her time. And yeah, yeah and she basically is going to disrupt her whole life because she can't um, work at her job anymore. She like This will basically be her job to just... You know, be his fiance, live in fiance, and I I really liked that. So Ruben has the contract drawn up for her and says, "Okay, here I will pay you this much just for your trouble if you do not want to go forward with this." And then she's like, "Oh my god, this is so much yeah, money!" So she's like, "Oh my god, wow, look at all this money!" And he's like, "Oh no, no, that's if you say no. Here's uh, this is get, what you, you get monthly yes. if you say yes. If you stay here and make more trouble with me, times twelve. So." It, he's and he kind of admits to her he is trying to stay out of the papers and when cherry asks why it becomes clear that he was into some shit that the crown found 100% unsavory scandal. 100%. Yes. you don't get the details but you're like this dude was caught with his pants down literally yes. somehow and i i really appreciated that cherry gives him a reality check here oh yeah her speech oh so about good. like be, like how what he's kind of forced her into and like giving him this reality check of like hey this is what it's like for my perspective was so great i it's, fucking loved it and you I, did you quote it i did yes. uh she says of course i did i love i love a strong like an empowered moment she says you know you forced me into this you understand that right you let me think you were just some guy you kissed me knowing that something like this could happen then you opened your big mouth and made it happen you have all of the power in the fucking world compared to me. And I I need money. Have you ever needed money? And of course he hasn't. No. Because despite- he no fucking clue. He's never even thought about it. He didn't even like think about that piece of it. And, and not to say he hasn't faced hardships, but he put her in a position where she almost can't say no. Yes. So- Exactly. So uh, yeah, I liked her kind of standing her ground and being like, I'm going to do this and I'll hold up my end of the bargain. But I want you to know, like, I'm pissed about it, and I'm rightfully fucking pissed about it. Oh, yeah. And that hot, spicy thing between us, it's over. DOA. Yes. Like, this yeah, is you just and I for not show. happening because of the choices you made. And it, I feel like it was just so refreshing to get, uh, like, someone who's, like, actually mad and not just being, like, the whole time you're, like, I'm going to give you this speech, but the whole time I'm like, oh, but his eyes were fluttering at me. And, no, and yeah, I not so wilting violet. And my like, vagina flutter. Uh, and I like, <laughs> come on, like, you can love someone and be fucking pissed at them. And then, th- and this is someone you've just fucking met. Yes. Who blew up your whole fucking life. Like, be mad. I don't need a, like a, I'm mad, but. No. Like, I liked the, like, getting, like, her just feeling her feelings and not 
having to everything be like, I'm feeling my feelings, but I also am feeling sexy. I'm also <laughs> feeling horny. I'm also feeling like you're so perfect. Ugh. No, this is this is much. Th- be this mad. feels I more love, organic. I love being so mad. Yes. Yes. So so they plop their asses on a plane. They pick up Cherry's cat. Uh, and, oh, whiskey. Yes, and they head over to Elkmore. And that's where we meet Demi, the world's best PA and the perfect friend for Cherry during her time in Helgmore. So the complete antithesis to Ruben. Like she is organized, organized on top of shit. Like really, the has women a plan ten steps ahead. And- oh God, yeah. And the women in this novel just run circles around the men, and I lived for it. And also, I loved like we're already seeing diversity here because Cherry is a plus size black woman. Like, I, I'd love to see diverse love interests. But then Demi, who is this other, like, amazing, capable character, um, I don't think her ethnicity is really discussed, but she wears a hijab, which is sweet. I don't see think we yeah, see a ton I don't of... Think, I, don't have an, I don't have anything on it, and I, I don't remember it being stated, but just that she wears a hijab. Yes. So just that she is, uh, like, practicing uh, Islam and, you know, practices modesty, mm-hmm. which... Again, we don't see a lot of that, especially in like contemporary romance, I don't think. So it was it was really sweet yeah, to have her that's true. and to have her just be such a wonderful character and such a good friend for Cherry. So <clears throat> they pack off to Ruben's estate, which is more like a fancy house, again, because he yeah, is they a like max pass casual like friend. Pass like a giant like estate that like looks more like a castle. And then they drive by it. Yes. And she's like, wait, they just what? Wave and then as it passes like, a little, by. Like, more like a cottage looking thing. And she's like, oh. Wait, you don't live in the and he's like, No, no, that's that's too much like the castle and I fucking hate the castle. Yeah, you you get the sense that he has yeah, bad memories son, of Sun wasn't right at the castle. A lot of things yeah. were not right. Um so Harold is planning this ball to introduce Cherry to society. So she and Ruben need to work on their cover story, like how they met. They need to obviously know a bunch of things about each other if they're planning on spending the rest of their lives yeah, to together. Be, to make it believable. To, like, the family and other people that they are engaged. Actually engaged. Uh, and they're terrible at this part. They, oh, yeah. I was, like, Because, like, Ruben's, like, oh, I really... Ruben is more the one that's, like, constantly, like, oh, but I I really want to kiss her. I really... <laughs> he's, like, a soft boy. Yes, but he's, like, oh, like, he thinks the... Which does make sense. Like, it's reasonable. Like, they should spend time together. They yes. can't just, like, answer a sheet of questions that Demi has put together and expect other people to buy it where cherry is still like i'm in my feelings like i i'm ha- she's having none of it and and i get like wanting to be like being mad at the situation but also you agreed you're here you were accepting a large sum of money so this is either i don't know if you call it a job or a bribe whatever but like you've got work to do you really have to sell this it's time to commit <laughs> so- yeah although i think like because it's like one where i was like oh She's kind of feeling that way. And then they have this breakfast meeting to go over. And then they kind of argue again. So it kind of sets her all off. Yeah. They, she's um, just aloof like, for, at the time. Like, like it's, it's something where I'm like, they don't have a ton of time, but they have like a month or something. They have like some, it's a not couple like of a, weeks. Yeah. yeah. So it's not like, okay, they need to have this done by the next day. So I didn't, I kind of liked, I feel like usually like, oh, it's just over so quickly, which again, she avoids him for like about a week. So I I didn't really mind because I was like oh I liked her not just being like okay I'm over it. No I don't I didn't expect her to be but, over it I just 
was looking for more like, all right, I don't like you, but we're going to get this shit done. But it it doesn't matter because after that week, uh, this gave Ruben a shot to make things right with her without needing her to just just like suck it up and and like deal with him. Yeah, he um, decides like he'll make the first move and yes. kind of break the tension because he's been watching like she's been wandering around and not like fully moping or anything like. But she's just like not herself, and he can see that, and he's like. I don't like to see her like that. Like, I've seen the full cherry and how wonderful and charming yes. she is. Like, I can't take just, like, watching her walk around silently in the library and, like, not talking to me. Yes. So, he goes to her at night and... He goes to her. Yeah. He, I mean, like, he literally just, he like, does. goes he, to he talk does. to her. It's nothing nefarious. But he just wants to get her out of her slump. And so, they... And, and she says, like, I like I need to, to start working on this. She's like, I'm done... Like with my with my little like slump period, um, and so they're gonna play twenty questions, which doesn't actually go very far. Yeah, uh, it's, it just turns really, into an actual think, conversation. Yeah, uh, but we learned that Agatha is not Ruben's housekeeper; it's actually his grandmother Surprise. who just acts like his housekeeper because Nana things, I guess, <laughs> because rich people. And oh my god, and we got some torrid family history where we learned that. Reuben's mother was a maid in the royal household, fell in love with his father. His father abdicated. The king. Yes, the king. His father abdicated, divorced his wife, the queen, and then married her. And then later they died in like a boating or like a sailing. Yeah. I, I I can't tell the difference between to me, boating and sailing are the same thing. A really rich I, people I am poor, so I don't know. Hobby. Yes. <laughs> I'm too poor to know. So when they died, it left Reuben um, just with his grandmother, but she was forced to like give him up basically to have him go live with his half siblings who were psychopaths. Yeah. Uh, and I just assume they never grew out of blaming Reuben for their own mother's death because their their mother, the queen, committed suicide after the after the king and Ruben's mother died. Yeah. So at this point. That's another thing that was like, you don't get too much detail on, whereas it's just kind of stated, but you don't really know like what the fuck happened with that or what, what was going on with that. You just kind of, it's just kind of a fact that you're told. But like at that point, Harold was 20 and Ruben was five. Like, yeah. Fucking go to therapy. My God. This little boy had nothing to do with the shit between all of your collective parents. Like, yeah. Like he didn't choose to be born or for them to get me. He didn't set them up on a date. No. So, so we start to see that like things were not all right in Helgmore. So, and it's, it's a miracle Ruben is as well adjusted as he is, I think. Yeah. So it is. <clears throat> Um, so Cherry kind of settles in to the estate a little bit. She and Demi have like a fun little day where Cherry teaches her how to bake. Ruben joins in. And then that night. Well, Ruben joins And then Demi immediately leaves when Ruben Yes, yeah, she's like, wink, wink, uh, and bows out. But that night, this kind of like becomes a little ritual of theirs where Ruben goes to see Cherry again and finds out that Cherry's also been using the money that he is giving her to pay for uh, Maggie's schooling yeah. at Harvard and her medical. To, yes, yes. Her, par- their her parents, their parents are putting her, up a fight. Her, rightfully so. Like a little, maybe not with the money part, but like so. 
Which I also don't understand why he's, I, I get it, but I'm also like, how come Ruben gets to tell his inner circle all about, like, what's really going on? But she can't tell any of, like, her friends or family, so. Double standards. Yeah, her parents are fairly, rightfully salty that, like, hey, our daughter's engaged to this man that we've never met, we know nothing about, and now he's trying to throw money at us. Yes. So her parents are like, get the fuck out of here. Her dad is like, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> I do, I do so love I do though. appreciate that she's like, I'm trying to give, but they're, she's like, they can't They're really you, fighting me on it. And, uh, they don't want your money. <laughs> so I, I do appreciate too, though, when he finds out she was using that money to pay for like tuition and medical bills and stuff. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. That money is for you. If this stuff also needs paid, I will pay it directly. But what I am paying you is for what you're doing for me. Yes, and like, you need the amount of money, like it's unfathomable how much fucking wealth this man has. Yes. So I I really enjoyed that she she didn't have to give up. It's kind of like the women giving up their powers in the end of books. It's that like she was Cherry is a selfless person. Like she's uh, she has a generous spirit, and she loves her friends. She loves her family. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was for her. And she needed to have it be for her. And I was glad that he saw what she was doing yes. and was like, I respect this. But also, um, I have a bottomless bank account. Yeah, and so, I took you away from your income. Yes. So this money is for you. And if other things need done, we will do those together. Um, so I I applaud that distinction that he made. And yeah. she did too, uh, I guess, because yeah. then there was well, He also s- admits that if he hadn't fucked things up, he would have wanted to see her again. Yes. And then she tells him that he owes her and they kiss. Yes. I love a smooch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That was so cute. <laughs> so cute. I know. I'm I always know. like, I oh yeah, kink heavy monster fucking books. But I love a soft romance too. So, like, I mean, this doesn't remain soft for love. No. I mean, it's honestly the best of both worlds. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there is, there's some some kissing and then I guess some like first base action. There's I, some like over the panties okay. rubbing one out. Yeah, I do not know what the fucking bases are. I don't Me think neither. anyone knows what the bases are, truthfully. I don't know. I, mean, th- I just know what, this was I, don't, I just know what a home run is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's sex, right? Yeah. Right? Okay. Yes. I, I didn't want to yes. be wrong. I did not want to yes. be wrong in this. All we just said that, that we knew. All I know is that a home knew. run is sex. <laughs> That's it. Every all the other bases, who fucking knows? I don't think the world knows. I don't think there's a consistent. Everyone has a different definition, maybe. Yeah, so, what is your definition of the bases in hooking up? We would love for you to tell us. Yeah, tell us if if you know the official bases, please tell um, us. Yeah. I don't want to get on Urban Dictionary. My iPad is is already unsafe, and in <laughs> fact, if I die, please, I don't like put it through an industrial shredder. I got you. <laughs> So, so uh, I I don't know what base this was, but Cherry was getting off, and it was very hot, and yeah, I was, it was really like some, into like, it. making out. He has her roll over onto her stomach, and there's a lot of like grinding and dirty talk. There is top tier, excellent use of good girl. Oh, oh yes, the oh. praise kink. It was fed. Oh in yeah, this book. I. I loved it. I no. loved it every, every time. And it was used liberally and well. It left no crumbs. Nope. So, so okay. So, this was like their first, uh, like, real hookup situation post everything getting fucked up with the paparazzi. Um, and the next morning, they're both feeling it. They still have got that post-o glow. Yeah, I will and say, some, hmm? 
Can I say really quick? Of course. That I know there were hints about his sexual proclivities, but I did not expect the spice to go this hard. Oh, yeah. And I was very here for it. Like, I was I, like, oh, again, this is going to be you. like a soft contemporary romance. Like, there'll be like some, like, oh, there'll be sex in it, but it won't be anything. Like, it'll be kind of vanilla. And so I was like, oh, kinky. Again, <laughs> thank you for picking this. You're welcome, and thank you, Tally Hibbert. Yes, thank you, Tally Hibbert. <laughs> we don't it. deserve you. I was like, I won't take your credit. You, Tally Hibbert gets all the credit. So the following day, there is some sexy flirting in the kitchen before Agatha interrupts. But you can just tell. Yeah, Ruben's, the, Ruben's plans to take it slow. Everyone is just gravitating towards each other more. And the following night, Ruben goes to her again, and he finally tells Sherry what happened with Catherine. And it was ugly yes because he I will, yeah because that was another thing where because she's having she's talking to her sister maggie they're having like a little netflix moment watching yes. jessica jones which i thought was fun um but on it they like have this conversation where i had been wondering the same thing myself where maggie's like girl you haven't googled him and i was like yeah i i was like yes my question too and she was like oh i did but the first thing i saw was like the scandal and then i just backed away like i didn't want to find out that way and that'd be the only thing i knew about him i respect her yeah, so much for that yeah, choice I, like, I thought that was a very respectable choice i would have read all the details myself because i'm a trash person no um, but that's what <laughs> i couldn't have resisted i'm too nosy it's the italian <laughs> in me um but then yeah so then when ruben comes to him she's like all right Please tell me what happened to Catherine, and he uh, does. Yes, and it's he, horrible. Yeah. So, so Ruben is confirmed kinky and also bisexual, which I fucking cheered for because one, the song of my people, two, <laughs> a messy we, bisexual, uh, a disaster, a disaster bisexual. bisexual. Yes, that's that's it for me. That is top tier, S class. Uh, but, but I love to see bisexual men. I feel like we get mm-hmm. a lot of bisexual women rep yes. or more, not a lot, but we get more bisexual women rep. So it's so awesome to see a bisexual dude here. Um, and like what happens to him is fucking terrible. She, he's basically forced out by this woman, Catherine, who he had a casual sexual relationship with and had an understanding with her. Or he or thought, he they, had thought they had an understanding that like things would remain casual, but she got released to fucking a prince and wanted to take things further. And when he declined because he realized he didn't actually like her that yeah. much, um, I believe he called her a complicated person. She decided the best revenge porn would be that when they meet up for one of their kind of regular hookups, she would live stream it. And she would encourage him to be vocal about his desires yeah, like, without says, him knowing that yeah. he's being live streamed. Yes, and he says like in that the live stream, like you couldn't really see much in the video. But, but you she could was like hear it. Yeah, she was like prompting him to be extra vocal so the world would clearly know like what his kinks were and what his sexuality was. And there is this really sad moment where he talks about how he felt like he deserved this because he's like, oh, oh, I used her. I wasn't really. And bless Cherry because she is like absolutely not. Like this no was a violation. One. Like you like having casual sex with them and having a misunderstanding doesn't give them the right to like without your consent out you and also like film you and and share this, intimate yeah, details world. of your like sex life. Yeah. For sure. I uh, 100%. Yeah. Catherine, 
fuck off forever, yes. as you like to say. Uh, I she can <laughs> she can join um, his siblings with the list of people I want to fucking light on fire in this book. I will bring matches. Yes. So, but they each get like a whole box of matches. How much I want to light <laughs> all them on fire. But since since Cherry and Ruben are being emotionally intimate, it's only fair that we, the reader are rewarded with physical intimacy too. We, and what a reward. And so are Cherry is rewarded and so are we. I lived. Oh. I died. I was resurrected when he said, I like rough sex. I don't want to accept your submission. I want to work for it. I want to take it. Oh, and I have an oral fetish. You understand? An oral fetish. I can't. He also my, my choking. He likes oh, choking. It was my favorite. Ugh. It was like my favorite things. But oh, I, I also thought this was a great example. Like this whole scene is a great example of communication about kink. So your partner is comfortable and understands what you're asking. And like in, in the scene, like it perfectly showed that you can have this like you can have these conversations and this communication and it still be fucking sexy. It doesn't oh, take yeah. away from the scene at all. It builds it anticipation. It. Yeah. And I was like, I have been asking for this. How many books have we read where I've been ripping my air, hair out over like bad depiction of kink and horrible communication and like these like dominant sub relationships. And I was like, finally, look, this is how you could do it. And this is how it should be done. I wish it was more like this. I, he, oh. he asks for hard limits. They like, she, she, gives him a safe word even though like the the expectation is not that they're going to be practicing like a ton of scenes like that night it's just all for safety and it was all very sexy and I have to say I was traveling for work when I was reading this and I was literally on an airplane when I got to the scene and oh god I'm glad I was home alone I felt real bad for the person sitting next to me because I'm just like fanning myself like oh my god you can't I can't read this in public I think I have a really good poker face until like a soft book gets me and then I'm fucking giggling and kicking my feet like an asshole and I just I should not have read this one. <laughs> oh god, dude. Well, in I, public. Again, again, I didn't know the spice was going to go me this neither. hard. I thought it was and safe. And it was so, like the spice was so fucking hot and there yeah, like oh, there's just so many moments of like there's like him like biting her neck while he's fingering her and like oh, but and then the one that just laid me out flat and then resurrected me and laid me and like sent me to the moon and bat like was between kisses he tells her understand this you are mine i know what you need and right now you need to spread your legs like a good girl and let me do all the work i'm gonna embroider that on a pillow if heaven exists, it's this. That line sent me there. It that I think if you picked like the <laughs> best line from the book, the, like, it's this one. What is what is it where that guy like he he interviews like actors? Like is it inside the actor's studio when he's like, if if heaven exists, what do you want God to tell you at the pearly gates? That's what I that's want. what you want to hear. Saint Peter is gonna tell you you need to spread your legs like a good girl. And let, let me, me do, do all, all the work. work. And then like he also tells her. And then after this, after all this, like fucking oh so much hotness it, this was an incredibly like, well-written oral scene and oh yeah just, he because like, he's like oh he's not gonna fuck her because he doesn't have a condom but he is gonna eat her out like a fucking goddamn gold medalist oh he went for like gold. a multiple time gold medalist just like on the michael phelps of pussy eating if for vagina havers everywhere if you like a good oral scene 
is this one. Yeah. This, this one right here. This, is, this made up for oh my all, God. This made up for the books that I hated where I had to like be forced to suffer through where oral scenes were ruined for me when it is like my favorite fucking thing. No, this, this is made worship. Take so me to good. church. Oh, it's so good. I'm so I can't it's Yeah, and he makes her and he makes her like beg for the orgasm. Oh god, it was so good. There, and then she has like some bratty moments, which I like. I was like, oh, this the push was a really well done. Like Chef's I, Kiss. Yeah, like this was a well done, like Good pairing. Yeah. Great like sex scenes. Dom sub with like a little bit, like not full brat, but like a little bit of Just it. Just a little touch, I, yeah. a little sprinkling. Yeah, which was of also brat. nice, which was also a nice, I feel like change of pace yet, because I feel like a lot of times we get like just strict like dom sub or like full like once in a while you get like a full brat but yeah i i i'm with you there unfortunately yeah, for them cherry, so. she is going to cherry <laughs> unfortunately for the two of them their afterglow is cut short by the fact that uh ruben and cherry are going to be summoned to herald um and they know it's going to be rough so it's kind of yeah, puts a damper on the feeling and yeah, you it, don't know what kind of douchey move that he's made where it's like yes which door number one or door number two was they always knew they had this ball, but now all of a sudden it's sooner than they thought, and they don't know if it's because he's moved it up or he always had it at this date and just told them the wrong date because he's a fucking piece of shit. Because he would do that shit. Yeah. So, and, and everyone them. is falling in love at this point, and it's, it's like culminating. There's like some external stressors. There's the internal stressors from the fact that they're like needing to confront these feelings, and then it culminates in the library. Oh. Where my magic words. It oh my god. I can Does I just read to you culminate. There's a quote in this that I was just I was screaming because it was everything that I wanted in a book that had like the representation that this had. It's just a perfect summary where he says his eyes followed the curves of her body from those wide hips to that soft rounded belly to the gentle sag of her heavy breasts to the th- with their thick dark nipples. She was a like a rose in full bloom, delicately decadent. It, oh. it's just so beautifully written and that's how like that is the gaze yes. that we want upon like we want to see plus size women and women of color and like and like any any underrepresented group with this gaze like this like where you are you are sexy as you are you are more than like people are losing their minds to like yeah like it, it's to just, be with you like yeah i'm like i don't know what my like description of my if it plus mid or you know but i was like i you know like i've got a i've got a gut (laughs) (laughs) i it's i'm not i'm not a tiny woman like i am like more like like so to get like in a romance novel like so often you're just kind of reading the same body type over and over and so and in the real like the real world where you it's so easy and everything is make. it's always so easy to be and feel insecure about your body, particularly if you're a woman, but anyone who's not just like, you know, a standard, like small skinny size. Yeah. And, and so like the world is just constantly telling you that like, you're not good enough. You're not sexy. You're not beautiful. And like in fiction, like sometimes it can feel like, even if it's not trying to reinforce that it does, because you're just reading like these seem quote unquote perfect bodies so like to have this moment where it's like a description of a plus size woman where she just celebrated for like and no pink nipples yeah beautiful and sexy and like 
I just really loved it. I, I'm getting kind of emotional, but it's just well, like there's a, there's all nice kinds of bodies, the repart- and they all deserve love. Yes. And we want, and everyone deserves great sex. And we want to read. Yes, we want to read the love stories of all of those different types of people. One hundred percent. All bodies are beautiful. Exactly. And I was like, well, like there's nothing wrong. Like all those other, but like there's nothing wrong with bodies like that. But like sometimes, when, like when you don't have that body, it is refreshing to be like, hey, like this, this, or like, oh, hearing about that, like I have that, or like that, like. Like, and, and seeing yourself. This like, is this beautiful, is why, and you should revere it, yes, like this, this character is, why, is like, doing. Representation I matters, and it. it's important. And if you disagree, it makes things better. And if you disagree, fuck you. <laughs> A perfect summary. So, so one thing I'm like, usually I'm like, fuck my shitty opinion, but not this one. No, this is this is a this one is I a, stand firm on. Yes, uh, we celebrate all body types and and people of of all backgrounds, and you all deserve love and sex if you want those things. You all deserve love and the best orgasms of your life. <laughs> yes, just constant great orgasms. Uh, speaking of which, they are having oh, great yeah. orga- orgasm oh. factory. This scene. The, Ruben has her physically put him inside her, and it's it sent me this, to another plane of existence. This moment was like a one-two punch, because he has her, like, undress in front of him and, like, kind of, like, so he can, like, fully, so like, he can appreciate, appreciate her body. Oh. And then he has her, like, bend, like, not bend over, but, like, kneel on this little, like, lounge chair. Like a love seat. Chair. Like a love seat. Thank you. And, like, use, like, the back for support. But then the one-two punch that just, oh, I was ready, but I'll never fully be ready for, was when he tells her to um, put me inside you. And then almost immediately after, because she makes a comment about, like, oh, I hate you. And he says, hate me all you want as long as you come for me. Just (laughs) knock me the fuck out. Just knock me clean out. Again, I wasn't prepared for how good the spice was. Excellent. This was such a treat. And... And everything's going yeah, he's so got, like, well. The foot on the love seat for the lever. Oh. oh, he's just she's getting just railed from behind, and good for her. We were applauding yeah. the entire time. This is like a nice rough fuck. Well, and because it's a rough fuck, they have a little issue. He eats her out on the thing too. Well, you get, he has course. an oral fetish. Of course so. he does. Yeah, she uh, has her three or at least three orgasms in the scene, which Hell she deserves. Yeah, multiple orgasms. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, though, the rough sex does take its toll, and the condom breaks, and then everyone loses their fucking minds immediately. Like, there is just a total communication breakdown, because everyone's too wrapped up in their own shit to, like, think clearly. To actually clearly. Yeah, to, like, think about what the other person is is going through. Yeah, Ruben to, just like, full-on, like, goes into, like, trauma response and then, panic. And Cherry's getting and- her feelings hurt, and it's just, the whole pro, like, the all of the progress that they made, like connecting and like growing closer is just turned right back around oh yeah nothing is resolved like it's just and now you've got the stress of harold's summoning upon them where reuben realizes he hasn't given cherry a ring to really you know seal the deal on them actually being engaged and he gives her his mother's ring but doesn't explain the significance of it and it's just it's very sad because they have this great connection. Yeah. It breaks down and now he is continuing forward with things that have like emotional significance for him, but he can't tell her. Yeah, and she has no idea. And he like tries to explain himself the next day, but Cherry is like still too hurt to like be ready to listen yeah. to him. And so when they go to Harold's, I just assume palace, castle, whatever, um, 
being in front of Harold again has Ruben reflecting on the abusive childhood that he survived. Yeah, you get and, a full flashback scene <sighs> of his childhood, which is absolutely heartbreaking. And it's where it's confirmed that Harold was both emotionally and physically abusive to him. And also his sister, Sophronia? Yes. I her, think her name is so ridiculous. And it's just as awful as she is a person. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry if this is your name. Oh, my God. <laughs> This is our villain era. Fuck me over. Like, fuck me if if that's your name. I'm so sorry. But I've never heard that name before in my life, and I kept getting it wrong. Um, But she, like, is so insidious that she knows this is going on, and, she like, poor little Ruben thinks, like, oh, she's going to come help me. She's always been so nice, and she's just like, Harold, you can't leave real, like, you can't leave visible bruises on him, and, like, shit, and you're like, you are fucking evil. You're like, yes. what? She's like the, ugh. She's like this, like, evil fucking accomplice of just, like, that allows him to do this. And you also find out that, like, because Ruben's full first name is actually Magnus. Yeah. And they, like, this poor five-year-old boy where they're, like, they start just calling him Ruben. And he's like, why are you calling me Ruben? My name is Magnus. And they're like, no, that was dad's name. And it's, oh. it's, they take away his identity. It's so like it's, it's very Everything, sad. It's, oh, it's awful. And, and this was, I was like, I already figured I want to light them on fire, but this confirmed a hundred percent. I was like, I want to fucking light them on fire and I wouldn't even spit on them. And, you know, when you have characters like that, the meeting between the family goes about as well as anyone expects initially. And then they have dinner together later that night. And it somehow gets worse. And also the family's totally racist. And just like, like they refer to Cherry exclu- exclusively as being from the West Indies. Like they treat oh, yeah. it still Ugh. like a colony. Ick. It's Ick. just so fucking gross. Which also like... You fucking didn't even colonize you pieces of shit. Yeah, but they just treat it as like like a lesser part of the world. Like, ugh, disgusting. When she's like, I'm, I'm like British Jamaican, right? It's, it's British Jamaican as her. Yes. Family. Yes, yes. Um, and she's like, she stands up for herself. She's very clear. But when she's okay. at dinner, she gets a real clear picture. The West Indies is like setting me off. I forgot that they, I had to like black that out that they fucking said that. They, it's just so fucking ignorant. It, right. Just the to treat her that way on purpose to try to hurt Ruben. It's just, and, and her too. But, and then you realize that Lydia, Harold's wife, is the new Ruben since Ruben has, yes, has moved yeah, out. Yes, because we do, I was like, it, you do kind of learn that like, Lydia Rubin's um, sister-in-law is kind of not really like she's someone that he's always gotten along with. She's so kind. she's not really like part of this. Like, yeah, she's like a sweet, like also you find out right now that she is also a victim of Harold's abuse. Yes. And they have two children together. And so Rubin's like, you know what? We're here. We got to get Lydia and the girls out. So while ball prep is on, in high gear, they're kind of like, trying to convince Lydia to go back to England with yeah, them. Yeah, Harold has blatantly, like, threatened Lydia to keep Reuben in line. Exactly. So, they're... What a fun dinner. Yes, just love catching up with the old fam like that. So, <clears throat> with with ball prep, with all of this, like, planning happening in the background, Cherry also has to... Um, basically meet like a stylist for for this whole affair and no one in this fucking country knows how to shade match oh and, god oh this my, was so embarrassing and they they didn't know how to like, straighten or they didn't know how to 
style her natural curls or her they didn't know how to do anything no and they, they wanted to even straighten know, like, her poor, hair the absolute worst beauty team in the world like they like don't they can't even get her a dress that fits no and they they didn't know how to dress her body type they so they were just trying to like hide her basically yeah in in like tons of fabric they didn't know how to properly shade match her or have makeup that was dark enough for her skin. And then again, had no idea what to do with her like natural curl pattern. Yeah. And, and so their answer they, yeah, was just see, like, oh, we'll just we'll straighten, straighten it. it. And that is Cherry's like absolutely fucking Fuck not. No. And and the like Magda, who is kind of in charge of running this beauty crew, is like, Well, like Ruben will be mad if you don't do this. And she's like, Will he? The fuck Let's he- go ask him. And she marches down and they like go off to see him and he's like of course, like, he immediately just, like, yeah, of course, whatever Cherry wants, like, why why wouldn't I? Yeah, what, like, you really thought you were going to win this? Right. Fuck I, off, Magda. I was screaming. I feel bad saying fuck off, Magda, because, so my good friend Allison, her last name is Magda, oh. and I will call well, her not, Magda. not you, Allison, so, not the, you, the Allison. other one, book Magda. Yes. Yeah, I was, I Fictional was Magda. screaming silently uh, this entire scene. It was, it was rough. Um... And again, just like there, there's such a focus on Cherry's beauty mm-hmm. throughout the book on, and on black beauty specifically. Yes. And you can see them trying to whitewash her and skinny wash her in this scene. And it was it was just frustrating to read because that's what women like go through in real life. Um, so it was it was very well done, I think, so that so that you felt the frustration with her and you were like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like this is uh, it was and and of course Ruben just best boy sometimes um he Learning. he is he is also expressing his emotions in a healthy way and tells Cherry that he loves her and also by the way you're wearing my dead mother's ring uh <laughs> they have some fade to black makeup sex yes womp, I, womp. I will say there also is a great moment from Cherry where like this quote I really loved where she tells him like like he kind they have this like makeup moment he apologizes and she says to him, so no, I don't pity you. I would like to kill everyone who has ever hurt you, but I don't pity you. I did And love I was that. like, that is the vibe. Yes. I do demand satisfaction on the fade to black scene, though. Yes, yeah, same. I was like a little it like- It was, was like, so hot in every other scene. Yes, and then it was basically just like vague. Especially because like the last like full like penetration, like sex scene that we got ended- so abruptly and dramatically. Yes. Like, I wanted another spice scene. I just wanted... That ends well. Yes. I I wanted a happy ending. Happy ending. Yes. Exactly. In full detail. So, uh, with with the makeup sex, the day... uh, Well, not with the makeup sex. Oh, there also is a quick... Sorry. There is, like, a nice moment where she comforts him because he has this moment where he worries that there's something wrong with him for having his kinks because... Of, like, what he went through in childhood. No. And Cherry comforts him, which I loved. Like, that's of her not, being like, no, like, there, there's not nothing wrong from. with you. Like, that, you know, you, you like what you like. It's not, you know, there's yeah. nothing wrong with you. You're not, like, this deviant. Which, yes. I thought that was a really great moment. There's so many good messages in this book. Yes. And hot sex. Oh, the the perfect sex. combo. So, so the day Even of the- though we are ripped off of one, we... That's a... I'm willing to overlook it for now. Yes. Uh, so, so the, the night of the ball arrives and Cherry just 
she, she doesn't silence the room. She causes the room to go into an uproar when she enters. She's got a head full of intact curls and lips as red as her dress. And it's just so very cherry. And you can't not cheer for her. I mean, she's just wonderful. Yeah. And she and Ruben share a dance. And it's all very sweet. And she realizes she loves him. Oh, no. How did that happen? Yeah, like when he says he loves her, she's does, she's kind of like internally freaking out. And she does. I think she just tells him like. That she's really, f- or like she really like, no, she's like, I'm very fond of you. Like, I really like you too, or something like that, which I thought I also appreciated where she's like, I need a minute. Yeah, that's you. But not just an immediate like, oh yeah, I you love you too. can't be rushed. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's that she has feelings for him. Yeah, that's, that's fine. You, yeah. in your own time, in your own way. Yeah, and he's not like butthurt about it or like. Anything where there's this pressure from him to say it back. No, no, he's, he's very, like, like, he's very chill. Again, yeah, most casual prince. He's very chill about the whole situation. So Cherry takes a little little break um, and is, yeah, is walking like, around the castle. And she finds Ella, one of Ruben's nieces, crying in the music room. Because apparently Lydia wasn't the only one being abused by Harold. Yeah, she, like, all of a sudden the light catches and she sees, like, the hand, a handprint on her face. Yes. And Ella doesn't want to talk to anybody but Reuben. So uh, Cherry basically gets him into the room and the, the plan so moves yeah. up. They like hear the guards coming. Ella freaks out and Cherry hides her like under the bench with like her voluminous skirts. Yes. And the guards come in. It's a very, and again, she kind of, like, great scene like, oh, to adapt. You, I, I need Reuben. Can you go get him for me? And they like go and get him. He comes in and immediately like Ella runs to him and he's like, all right, we're getting your mother. Like, and he yes. tells her we're leaving and we're never coming back here. And so the plans to get everyone out move up. Lydia is now convinced that, like, for not just for her, but for her children, they need to get out and go yeah, to England. Yeah, as soon as she sees her, like, her daughter, like, as soon as, like, as they're walking, she asks Ruben, she's like, which one of my daughters is in this room? And, like, he tells her, and then she's immediately like, okay, let's go. Mama Bear. Uh, although, honestly, this plan goes to shit pretty much immediately. Oh, yeah. They, they, like, they at least get, uh, you know what? They get Lydia, to the car. Lydia and the kids get in the car. The bulletproof glass car. Yeah. But uh, Cherry and Ruben do not make it into the car. It's and, just behind I, them. I guess when you go up against the king, it makes sense. But still, I was like, damn, strategy's still not a strong yeah. suit for Ruben. Because Harold catches them all trying to escape and is clearly prepared to use deadly force because he, he knows. Like fucking literal, like, basically a literal like one man army not yes. one man army but like a small army yeah because he knows if his wife and children leave they are never coming back yeah. and he says what would they think of me so Reuben has Cherry pull a Catherine which is a great full circle moment with what happened to him yeah um, and live streams Harold's tirade which distracts Harold long enough once he realizes he's been yeah he fully loses it and he, just starts like beating the fuck out of this phone yeah, and so just, it gives them time to escape and get the hell out of Helgmore. And and everyone then makes it to the plane, including Agatha. Yay! And surprise, Demi and Hans are getting married. Yeah, they're engaged. And fi- I said, <laughs> Demi and Hans are engaged, and Ruben finally gets a clue. He does. And Cherry tells Ruben that she loves him and then takes him home to meet her she, parents. I love that she also says, uh, she tells him that she loves him and says, don't make a big thing of it. <laughs> Again, she's just so, she's so, like, she's so fun and funny. Yes. She, Cherry's the I type of person her. that you're like, I I would want to be friends oh, with yeah. her. Oh, yeah. I would hang out with her anytime she wanted. I would just hope she would deign to hang out with me because I'm not nearly that cool. Um, 
But yeah, that, so Cherry yeah. takes Reuben home to meet her parents. Uh, there's a little bit of groveling, I think, for the whole affair, but largely yeah, we don't really things know are forgiven. He, he's, when we just see, like, he's in her, like, father's office with him, and they come out, and her dad's like, all right, yay, and... And Cherry's mom is more say, mad at yay, her. <laughs> yes. Uh, Petra is more mad at Cherry for lying to her than Reuben. Because oh, yeah, she's like, why would I be mad at him? <laughs> He didn't lie to what me. A it wasn't peak mom moment. It was peak mom. It was so fun. And and that's it. Although there is a bonus chapter, which you signed up to read, and I did. I did not. Would you like to tell us about it? Okay. So I was very excited because wrap up spice. I was like, ooh, wrap ups. I was promised wrap up spice. And I did get uh wrap up spice. But I immediately once I started, my first note is, God damn it. It's pregnancy sex. Ugh. <laughs> My note is literally, ugh, nothing gold can stay. If you're into pregnancy so again, sex, if, this yes. is for you. So if you it are, is not for yeah, us. If you are, like, if pregnancy fic and, like, is, is your thing, then you will love this epilogue. It is not my personal thing. So I didn't love the epilogue. I was like, eh, I could have gone without it. But basically, she's like, Cherry is like a so pregnant she is about to give birth at any moment um she's been shopping with her family and she's feeling kind of annoyed and to make her feel better reuben eats her out and then they're about to fuck and she goes into labor cut to two weeks later it's them with their daughter uh freya and uh i said this epilogue ended up being missable for me but only because i'm a heartless shrew who doesn't like a baby fic (laughs) I mean, I didn't read it after you told me, so yeah, same. I, I knew. I oh, was like, fuck. I, I was like, I knew you wouldn't. I forgot to say. I don't know how I how I forgot this. Ruben gave up his title for at the end. Oh yeah, I totally I, forgot that. Oh, I, thought I fucked we up. Mentioned like that. Oh yeah, because like he says that he's going to do it. And yes, he, yeah, he does. Yes. So so with that, uh, we got the general vibes from the summary, of course. But what was your final review of this book? Uh, so I really liked this book i thought it was an overall like a super fun read the spice was excellent it was definitely more dramatic and kinky than i expected going into it um but i liked that like that was a good thing for me i loved that there wasn't any secondhand embarrassment oh god like especially of her like you know, I was like, oh, God, there's going to be this, like, her not knowing royal protocol or, like, oh, my God, she's going to, like, trip or do something embarrassing. And there wasn't anything like that. What I was like, thank God. I So that I really appreciated. I feel like my only real – I in my notes is my real beef, but I really didn't have beef with this book. I overall just found it really charming and enjoyable and mm-hmm. fun. Um, but I did think – I was like I, – I was like, eh, that the makeup sex was fade to black. Uh, I would have liked at least one more, like, full detailed sex scene, especially considering how the one we got ended. Uh, yes. Um, also, I am always met on Instalove, um, but I feel like this was better done than most, so it didn't. It wasn't something that I was like, oh, God, so Instalovey, but it's not my favorite trope, but um, it didn't it didn't ruin anything for me. Um, I would have liked to see a bit more of them getting to know each other and also interacting with their friends and family. We met a ton of kind of the side characters and things happen with them, but it feels almost superfluous. Like at one point, like you meet Rose very early on 
But then she just comes back for like one scene with Cherry and they have this like convo, but then you never hear from her again. So it felt a little like forced and random. Yes. Um, and I'm like Cherry, with you. yeah, Cherry is so fun and charming. So it's hard to believe like she wouldn't have a group of like girlfriends or like just friends in general that she chats with regularly. Um, and also like more actual scenes with Demi and Hans. Like, I, I needed just, with, like, the side characters, I would have just liked a little bit more show than tell. Whereas, like, I feel like the story just hyper-focuses on its two main characters, which yeah. I like. I, I liked them, and I liked the story we got. But it would have been nice to see, like, some of the other, like, characters fleshed out and into the story a little bit more. Um, But... So, what were your, what were your ratings, then? Oh... My overall ratings, star-wise, was a 3.75. I was, like, kind of between that and, like, almost... I went almost a full four, but I feel like just for some of, like, the side character stuff. For my Pepper rating, four stars. Excellent. I do have to say, I did feel bad because when I first started this, I have to admit, I had a hard time getting into this. You had a hangover of epic proportions. Like, I, like... I am a mood reader to the max, and my hyperfixations had a full-on chokehold with me on me. So I mostly like I was I've been really into you got you have you have started me on my anime journey. So I'm an anime girly now. Welcome. Um, so I've been really into Demon Slayer. So like that was part of it, but mostly like I felt bad because I read this Im- almost immediately after finishing Queen Charlotte. Oh. And having anything having to follow Queen Charlotte, I feel like is very unfair, particularly a royalty romance. Yeah, I um, can see how because that. I loved that show so much. If you like Bridgerton, even if not, if you just want like just great fucking romance and like the and a cry, a well angst, like this that show firmly trauma to like emotionally traumatized me, but I loved every second of it. I sobbed like a fucking baby. Same, it was so good. So I felt a little bad that I was like, I went into the Princess Trap right after that, and I was like, damn, that is a fucking tough tough act to follow. But I will say to Talia Hibbert's credit, like especially once I got to the spice scenes, like as it went on, I was like, okay, like. As I had some more time in between the show, I was like, oh, no, I'm into this. And I, I did, like, fully get invested and enjoy it. So. Yeah. But I, I did. At first, I felt bad because I, I remember texting you and I was like, I don't know. I was like, it's, there's, I was like, there's nothing wrong with this book, but I cannot stop thinking about these other two things. So I was in Charlotte for work watching Queen, Queen Charlotte crying into a taco, um, <laughs> as you do. When you're alone in a hotel room. And I had the same problem where I started started this after. And I was like, I just have such a bad hangover from from finishing that that I couldn't focus on. I couldn't focus on TV. I couldn't focus on yeah. anything. Because uh, I, too, am a horrific mood reader with the inability um, or, I guess, the, without the discipline to make myself do something yeah, else. I was just my, so, I was just like, I need 100 TikToks if my heart calls your name. Yes. So, oh, my God. Oh, I, I can't. It's going to send me into I a spiral. Between the, with, with you, between the heavens and the earth. Oh. Oh. Sorry, just, I'm sorry. I've got us on no, track. Please continue I, your review. Shut me up. I will just rave about how much I love that show. Um, so... So but I do uh, want to yes. rave about this book. So for <laughs> so I had similar problems starting because I couldn't focus on anything, but I 
I enjoyed the shit out of this. The spice was spicing. The plot was blotting. There were a couple of things I could have used some more follow-up on, and I would have loved like 50 or more pages to just flesh out a couple of things. But overall, it was very fun. It had great representation. Mm, I I laughed. I was like emotionally like compelled by certain parts of it. Like it just, it it was a great read. I'm so glad you picked it. Um, And Cherry is without question a goddess. Like she was fun. She was funny. She was smart. She was compassionate. She did no harm, but took no shit, which is like my personal favorite mantra. And I just loved all of those things in a lead. And and Ruben, a disaster bisexual, my favorite with an oral (laughs) fetish. Oh Oh. my God. I just what a gift. Say say less. I know it was I, cherry. I know it was Cherry's I birthday at the handle. beginning, but his aura fetish was a gift to all of us. It was. I I just couldn't. I loved them together, mostly because it took work from the very beginning because they started off on the wrong foot and they had this back and forth in their relationship that actually worked and didn't give me whiplash. And so, and we've seen like with a ruin of roses with pestilence, we saw the the like attempting the back and forth relationship and it was just taxing to read this was well done i think in the yeah. in the way that like the situations were set up to drive them apart and then for them to eventually sort of like gravitate toward each other again and um it it just was it was a lot of fun i i do wish we got some kind of wrap up with what happened with Helgamore after the live stream with mm-hmm. Harold like what happened with Sophronia where did the queen and the heirs go like, you do know they're all in therapy. Yes, I mean, thank God. Which I loved. Thank God. Yeah, I was like, well, you get, yeah, you get confirmation that Ruben and Lydia and the girls are all, like, getting help professionally. And I was like, yes, we'd love to see it. Yeah, but, like, what, like, what else is going yes. on? And Politically, has the... Has, the, like, the whole country fallen apart? Yeah, there's just just a couple... Is Harold still on the throne? Like, and, and I also think the relationship between Hans and Demi could have been introduced a little bit better. There's a really similar situation in Red, White, and Royal Blue that I think the execution was mm. a little bit better. That could also yeah. just be, I haven't read that book in like a year and a half now, so that I could also be wrong on that. But I just remember that the I, way yeah. that that came out being a little bit smoother. But it wasn't a huge deal. It no, just it was wasn't. Like, yeah, I, like, I was kind of the same feeling where it's like, I, like, there are these side characters, but also like even like when they're at the palace, like Demi and Hans, like, to keep them safe, like, th- we don't see them basically the whole time. They're just behind the scenes. So it is one where I'm like, oh, like, particularly with those two, like, like I thought Demi was supposed to be, like, a friend. But a lot of it is, like, you only see them, like, briefly interact with other people. And then yeah. they just kind of disappear into the ether, but they're still around. So it is one where, like, they exist, but we're not seeing too much of them where I thought we were going to see a lot more of them. I thought yeah. they were going to be much more active in the plot, but it's really, like... The whole thing is really just driven almost solely by Cherry and Ruben. Yeah. Which that parts were nice, but it would have been nice just to a little, see. Fill it out a little yeah, bit more. To see some more. Flesh it out. And- Give it more curves. Yeah. So so anyway, in, in total, I gave it three and a half stars and three peppers on Spice. Honestly, the three peppers, I think, is because of that fade to black scene. I thought, like, yeah. it was a little bit kinky, but not, like, as heavily into kink as some of the other things that we read but it was it was really enjoyable i would recommend it to anyone that wants a saucy little standalone and obviously tully hibber is very talented and i'm oh, sure yeah. we're gonna cover I'm, more of 
more of her body of work on yeah, here. Yeah, I did. One of the things I was like, I had written down was like, I'm very excited to read more by Talia Hibbert. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, oh, For sure. I, like, I had seen a few things where people were like, oh, this is not her best. But I was like, well, if this isn't her, I mean, granted, everyone's, everyone's different, everyone's opinions are different. But I was like, well, if this is one that people are saying is our best, then. Oh, we're, we're yeah, we're in for a fucking treat. We are. I really liked this. <laughs> I did too. So, is there anything we didn't talk about that you would like to cover? No, I think I'm good. Well, my friends, thank you so much for joining us while we discussed the princess trap. We would love to hear your thoughts as well. So, hit us up on social media or send us an email or a raven or whatever your heart desires. If you have thoughts that you too would please like don't to share, throw rocks through a window. Please don't. Yeah. I, Paper um, airplane would be fun though. I would. I would die. Uh, so, and if you are reading along with us, um, we will be back in two weeks to pick up Sierra Simone's Priest series with Sinner. We're actually going to finish a series. We are. We have made a goal this year is to go back to some of the series that we have started and finish out the ones that the ones that we liked. I'm. I don't want yeah, the, to be not, mean yeah, not for the like ones four that books. Made me no want to light myself on that. fire. Yeah. So we will be taking a journey with Sean Bell. And I'm told it's not one to miss because this is a reread for you. And it's a first time read for me. Slight spoiler, but I fucking live for Sean Bell and I can't fucking Uh, wait to read it again. I'm hoping it still holds up and I still feel the same. But well, this will be a great, great review then on first time reader, second time reader. Yeah, this never, usually it's the reverse. I'm always the first time reader, I feel like. Well, this is, listen, I'm in my villain era. This season is just, we're changing things up. This is also the first book in our summer series. And if you're curious about the rest of the books that we have slated, they are all up on Instagram pinned to the top of our profile. So we will see you again on June 1st. And until then, read what you love and and fuck fuck the the rest. rest. If you enjoyed Shelf Pleasure, please feel free to bookmark us on social media. You can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, or like our page on Facebook at Shelf Pleasure Pod. For questions, concerns, or recommendations on future books, please email us at shelfpleasurepod at gmail.com.